This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, my talkers, it's Friday. We're getting close to the weekend. It's hazy outside because Lori and Julia are making it real hot in here today. (laughs) How about that, you guys? Last night when we left here, I thought someone had a campfire outside our building. It was so smoky. That was the first time I feel like in the Twin Cities we 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 ever really smelled the smoke. Yes. We've seen it, but I hadn't smelled it. It smelled like everybody had leaves on fire in the yeah. yard. It was intense. It mm-hmm. did. That was so weird. All the neighbors were outside talking about it, looking for it. Sven Sengard said beyond the, the haze, it was a blue, sunny day. It was? Yeah. We, that we didn't get to see? Yeah. Oh my gosh, we got. I got to give a little shout out to the ladies at Costco. I was there this morning early. Yes. Uh, the woman who works in the bakery department, mm-hmm. Julia. I have to tell you, I'm listening to Donna and Steve right now, and and I listen all day long, and I love your book picks, and then she oh, was sweet. giving me a suggestion, and then the woman who works in the liquor store department, Joya, this is, these. if you know anyone likes bourbon right now, we've got all these special small batch bourbons that people should come in and get, and it was just funny, so it was like, so hello to the Woodbury Costco ladies. Well, I wish I'd gotten my Lunds lady name. I didn't get their names, though. I'm just calling them the bread lady and the booze lady. Okay. The bee ladies from Costco. I did not get their names, and I would have forgot because I can barely remember my own. Well, it is Sunisa Lee Day, decreed by the governor of Minnesota. It was so exciting watching last night. We're going to... Even though we knew. Even though we knew, it was still exciting. NBC dragged it out and showed it all. You know, they waited and made us wait and wait and wait. But we're going to talk about that at uh, 3.15 for a story we can't get enough of because it's so amazing. I'm just wondering, my one quick question is, how soon does the Wheaties box come out? Where's General They'll wait until, because she competes on Sunday and Tuesday. Right. So they'll wait because she could theoretically be... You pose with all your medals. Sure. You could get more than the yes. gold medal that she well, got. Well, she has so. a gold and a silver already. Yes, yeah, she's already got, she's two, got two. So they have to wait until she's, mm-hmm. but she will be on the box. Oh, I was just amazed with her eyelashes. Oh, and her <laughs> acrylic nails. Oh, all those gymnasts with their acrylic so nails. Pretty. How do they do it? I don't know. I can't even go through life on a Lori regular can, basis. She has to have the skin at the end of her finger showing. Well, and I do from like, the top. I do like a very well-trimmed nail. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a couple of Olympic things. Um, Julia, uh, Novak Djokovic lost in the Olympic semifinals, so his Golden Slam dream is dead. And what is the Golden Slam, you ask? I know. That is winning what? All four Grand Slams and Olympics in the same year. That's right. In a calendar year, the gold medal in singles. Steffi Graf did it in 1988. Yes, mm-hmm. Novak was in the running because he won the Australian Open, the French Open, the Wimbledon. All he had to do was win gold and the 
U.S. Open. Right. And he would have been a Golden Slam winner. And I guess he's had a dream to do this. Like mm-hmm. he wants to do that. And, but he has a, I mean, he has a chance. He's alive in the mixed doubles. I kind of felt bad for him. He's had a very tortured history at the Olympics, but he has one medal from Beijing. And uh, let me just tell you so I play tennis with this, a woman from Serbia mm-hmm. and she just loves him. And oh, she yeah. just said he is the bomb. And so I'm trying to think of what she said about, um, oh gosh, he lost to Zerev. Um, they play. If they played five sex, Novak would have beat him. Right. And um, she was just very, very devastated. So that was going around in the tennis. Yeah, there was a league. very cute picture on Sunisa Lee's Instagram, I think, where she and Djokovic were both doing the splits. Serious. And like a training or workout oh, room really? or something. And they were, I was impressed that he could do the splits. Not, I knew she could do the splits. But. Well, if, if you've watched the tennis or any of the things going on outdoors that require a lot of activity besides rowing on water or shoot, you know, there, the heat has been a massive issue. Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, and it's tropical heat. So it's like what we had Wednesday, Wednesday night where it was a hundred percent humidity and a hundred degrees out. That's what Japan the is double- like. Mm-hmm. And I felt sick the next day after playing tennis and that. I have no idea what the... And you watch and the shirts are just drenched. Soaked. Just drenched. And so Danny Medivev, who's a tennis player, mm-hmm. played two quarterfinal matches in the boiling temperature on a baked outdoor court. And he said, he tweeted after the match, still alive. And then during the match, he asked the umpire whether the International Tennis Federation would take responsibility if he perished during his set. It's oh, so hot. Wow. Djokovic has said, why can't we play these matches at night? Why can't we accommodate for the people who have serious, serious activity in the heat to be able to play at night? Or early in the morning. Early in the morning, something. Start at 6 in the morning. Another tennis player, Paula Bosada from Spain, left the court in a wheelchair after suffering suffering heat stroke. So people are just saying it's just kind of crazy and that it's, it's such because of the tall buildings being, it's very hot. It's so hot. Because you said you were talking to your mom because you lived in Japan. We did. We spent every day at the pool on base. Every single day. Or we were in the movie theater watching B-run movies for a quarter. Because <laughs> it was cool and air conditioned. They had AC right. in there, yeah. Right, because right. when we lived off base for a year, you know, which just means you live with, you know, in the community, you know, the Japanese people and our house was up on, you know, stilts or whatever right. but there's no air conditioning to get on base and it always takes like a year at least to get on base oh okay so yeah it's it's i just yeah you I lived just, there for seven years no five just five, five years but I like it was seven. hot in the summer just like yep. humid hot yeah tropical hot so i feel for those guys and i i I've honestly felt bad for uh novak or Djokovic, Same. whatever you want to talk about and then the funny funny video that i saw was um so there was still swimming last night you know more swimming happened and um all i was caring about was watching the gymnastics but a pair of british olympic swimmers did a post-race interview with this uh, bbc sports reporter claire balding and she interviewed team great britain they won in the men's four by 200 right freestyle if you saw that and they were young, and it's a historic victory. And she said, you're 18 years old. It's your first Olympics, and your third leg was just phenomenal. 
Well, these two guys, Tom, <laughs> Tom and Matthew, could not. They what were third leg. They were struggling. That's to my hold back. And people were just like all over it right away. And um, they wanted to look at each other, but they couldn't because they would have burst oh, out. Oh, one hundred percent. And and yeah, so that was kind of funny. That was the, the you can find the video out there and she's like and your third leg was just phenomenal so their <laughs> minds went to the gutter like any As good 18 year old yes all right listen we come back it's our story we can't get enough of suny lee is the queen of the women's gymnastics all around finals it was so moving so exciting watching that last it night. was even though we knew even though we knew in the morning matt belanger has joined us hi um, everybody you, it's matt belanger she's our it's golden matt girl suny lee i know it's our golden oh, girl oh we were all so excited when this happened yeah. and it is suny lee day in it minnesota is. governor tim walls having declared that so that's wonderful yeah today. it was really and i I was really, I was touched by her teammates watching her. I loved uh, the other girl, Jade Carey, who stepped in for Simone Biles. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that was uh, amazing and felt kind of bad for the Brazilian girl who stepped out, you know, but I mean, that's gymnastics. you got to stick your landing. Yeah, you do. You You get those deductions. You really do. You know, one of the things that I loved, though, is these women all hug each other. If you're a Russian, if you're a Brazilian, if you're this and that. It doesn't matter. This never happened before. You see it in the pool. It's amazing. I just love the women more than the men. The women are so supportive of each other. It's very cool to see that happening. We had the chance to talk to her dad. Oh, you did? uh, At at For the News. Yes, and it was and he, he was he was so cool, uh, but I love her story. And first of all, he is you know her biggest cheerleader, mm-hmm. no doubt. I mean, and just the way you know they didn't have a lot of money. I mean, she's the first among American Olympian now, and she's she got the gold just right there on the all around. And then for him to kind of uh, even though they didn't really necessarily have the money, but to build the balance beam, you know, in the backyard so she could practice out yeah. of you know whatever they could find. And that, the Hmong and, community and here she also showed up for her because oh, for gymnastics. Sure. Is very expensive, so they would uh, have fundraisers because to go and compete, and I mean it's an expensive sport. Absolutely, gymnastics, and um, I don't know if people know that. Um, you know what was uh, the covert military operation that happened in Laos during the Vietnam War? It was called the Secret War, oh. and the Hmong population was Help. basically abandoned mm-hmm. when the American troops left. And while they we fought gave, for us, yes, mm-hmm. and while we gave Vietnamese and Cambodians, um, uh, we gave them asylum. Yep, the Hmongs were denied asylum. They had to go to Thailand to these camps. It was quite an ordeal to get here and the Lutheran churches and people stepped up and we have the biggest uh, population of uh, Hmongs in the United According States. According to and Amy Robox called it Hmongs. Hmong, yeah. She's, oh. Amy oh. Yeah. she's talking about the Hmongs. Well, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, okay. it's Minnesota, California, and Wisconsin that yeah. have the highest um, population. Population, but you know, so it's really an amazing story because it's only been forty years since the Hmong escaped persecution in and Laos. Here we and have here a gold we, medal. It's just mm-hmm. amazing, I, I, and she'll be on a Wheaties box. Uh, yes, yeah, she will, and probably other things too. I yeah. loved. I really um, felt for her. Uh, when she was kind of afterward, she was talking and mm-hmm. she was talking about, you know, I got in my head a little bit mm-hmm. and I was I was nervous. I was worried that I was going to I was, you know, get the head game, you know, yeah. you, you get caught up in your mind. Yeah. And uh, but it didn't show at all no. when she got out there. She was solid as a rock, you know. Oh. And so I 
I just, I really, that was a very human story yeah. for me. And just for her to admit that, you know what? I was really nervous. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Yeah. And, uh, but she was, she was strong and talented. And, oh, uh, and now paral- we know she is the best. Her parallel bars and that she can do it in acrylic nails. And <laughs> that I, was great. I love that. I'm so impressed not with only, the nail Well, game. that is a big thing. I mean, you know, well, all the I twisting noticed, and the turning and then they're flawless. I noticed a lot of the gymnasts <laughs> have these acrylic nails. But the the nail game, I've noticed like all the uh, women have painted well, when, their nails. When you hold the gold medal, it looks good. Look if good, you have yeah. the Olympic rings I think so, too. There I think so good. I'm impressed with the nail game. <laughs> yeah, and the medals are like made out of recycled foams. Yes. And I wish they were gold material. Yeah. They're not solid gold. That well, might be she some is research. Our girl she, for sure. yeah, really, it was really, really exciting mm-hmm. and wonderful. And I love that she's representing America in the Olympics and the community, community left behind. You know, raising up the awareness. Can't wait till she gets home and we have a big party for her. I'm sure yeah. we're gonna have a big welcome home. That's oh, gonna I'm be sure. amazing. Great. Amazing. Matt amazing. Matt has talk, her booked at the fair yeah, ready for us. Talk to us <laughs> about After Kevin Costner. Talk to us. Yeah, these are our dream <laughs> wishes keep, for the fair. Grant, I keep giving all these. You hey, know, good luck, Grant. <laughs> good luck, buddy. These are his initiatives. You have your hands goals. full. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna see how he does. So uh, I got to us about this. Smoke. Well, I know this smoke, ladies and gentlemen, is just it. You you can't not notice it unless and, you can't smell or yeah or you're not or breathing. You It's crazy. And I just got a little bit of breaking news, if you will, from the weather department. There was an air quality alert that was going to expire at three o'clock today, right when your show started. And uh, they just extended it. The uh, Minnesota Pollution Control Agency through Tuesday at noon. So this is going to be here all weekend. And I talked to our meteorologist about this and uh, it's going to kind of um, go in waves. All right. As far as the severity. Well, it's the it's the, the air that's drifting south from the Canadian wildfire. I mean, you know the story where this is coming from. It's coming from Canada. However, um, like right now, it's not as bad as it was like yesterday when you could taste, taste, taste and smell. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. it's almost like the campfire, you yeah, know? Yeah, it really so did. It's going to wane and then get stronger and then wane, you know, through that cycle here all the way through the weekend. So just kind of be prepared. Tomorrow it's going to ramp on up again and kind of so be the like, smelly smoke. People might want to wear masks. Some might, absolutely. Have asthma or you've got any kind of. I mean, of a- this is really tough stuff for. I mean, the level we're at, you know, the blob. If I, yeah. if I, pardon my non scientific terms. Oh, I like but the that. map, the, the blob that's over the metro and much of northern Minnesota is the purple blob. And there's nothing worse than the purple blob on the scale. Okay. So that tells you everything you need to know. It's not only um, for sensitive groups, mm-hmm. this is now like. Hard for everyone. Yeah. So even if you don't have asthma or any kind of breathing difficulty, you might want to consider. You might not want to run in this weather. Yeah. No. (laughs) I know the one. It it is a little. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Less hot. 
But so we got that. Yeah, we did <laughs> it's not, get that. It's not we 107 get, or whatever feeling. We did feeling. get that. Oh, wasn't yeah. that something? I have a couple weekend events maybe oh, we can talk yeah. about for people Please looking for us, stuff please. to do. If you do want to grab your mask and head on out into <laughs> yeah. the haze, uh, you could stop by the Loring uh, Park Arts Festival. Have you ever gone to that? It's yes. this weekend. So it's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's hours are 10 to 6, a little bit longer. Sunday's 10 to 5. And I was just perusing um, the listings of artists and the type of things that they'll have and right. um uh, and i uh, you can imagine if you were the artist that you're thrilled that this you're back and you can bring your wares out and talk, you know interact with the public and sell some stuff right. <laughs> again but they have everything i mean from ceramics to clothing lots of jewelry out there it's um, a great art and festival. then like art for the walls and i was i was like scrolling and thinking you know, the new homeowner in me was like, oh, yes. maybe, yeah. maybe we should stop by. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> and you know, you've always used to have to divvy up your time between the Loring and the Walker. Or, I mean, not the Walker, the Uptown Art Fair. Oh, yeah. oh right. And that, weekend. of course, not happening. So now you yep. won't have to have that choice and you can just spend... Uh, all your money down at Lori. <laughs> and the artists will love you for it. <laughs> no kidding. And then the other option for you, if you're interested, is, uh, and this this is an admission charge for this, but if you want to go see the Corgi races at Canterbury Park. Okay. <laughs> Canterbury Park. Are they The seriously? Wiggle Butt Races. Wait, let me find the website. <laughs> I okay. love how they described it. It was... <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's an admission charge and things like that to get in. However, uh, that's happening on Sunday. And then it's going to be also happening. If you can't make it this weekend and you want to go, um, you can do it other other weekends here through the month of August. They're going to keep Corgi's going. Are known for no, racing? It's because they're funny it's, looking when it's they pure, run. I, I believe. I mean, they're herding dogs. Okay, and so, so they're so designed they to nip at heels and they can run with their short little legs. But uh, I this is for pure um, silliness. It be- sounds like And that. we have some video of it. Uh-huh. We were having a good Laugh like, on is the news there this somebody morning. running ahead of the corgis? Drilling, you know, well, I think they understand. So they have them in the in the stalls or whatever, and they open up the doors. Like, like a horse yes, thing. exactly. And then the owners are sort of down the other side, a little ways. Waving but the, salami. Yeah, like well, <laughs> that's a heck of an image here. Waving. Never mind. Lori loves. I'm not to waving any Lori salami. Will follow salami anywhere. <laughs> Gotta oh, love gosh, some cured meat. I, goes, I but, follow squirrels. Lori follows salami. So they. <laughs> So the dogs run to the owners, presumably, but the best, I mean, these corgis are like, what? So the gates open up and maybe one or two actually bolt to the owners. Right. The rest of them like beeline to the stands or they're going backwards okay. or they're playing with each other, rolling in the dirt. And it's, it's, it's sheer stupidity. It's really cute. A little bit of fun. And uh, something maybe you want to do if yeah. you want to take the family down to Canterbury. And it won't be, like you said, so uh, terribly yeah, hot. Not excruciating. Because that would have been hard on the corgis. I know. <laughs> Yes. Oh, for gosh. You do nice. good dog sounds. You're very, good. <laughs> You're very well, good. Everybody has to be good at something. <laughs> That's what I'm told. Okay, so just to go back to the Olympics, so they had yes. like Google Trends, like what is everybody Googling? You know, yesterday we talked about why the swimmers. Why are divers so ripped? You were fit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Please tell me how. It's because, because they hit the water so hard. Yeah. They have to be nice and tight and very muscular. Oh, it's not because they hit the water so hard that the, the fat just blasts off their body. And the Olympic balance beam the Olympic balance beam is only four inches wide. Ooh. And sixteen and a half feet long. Yeah. Four inches wide. Four inches. I know it. There's a woman with a mouth that's almost three inches that won Guinness. We'll talk about her later. uh, Oh, I have so many things to say that I can't. (laughs) See you all later. Go chase sausages. All right. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Salami. (laughs) Salami. Are we playing that's amore because last night during the Olympics we got a delightful surprise. Holly posted it uh, for you if you didn't see it, and the House of Gucci, the Ridley Scott movie, 
uh, the trailer was shown, and um, we've seen photos from the set of it, and they were, you know, just kind of epic. But, I mean, the trailer, it's uh, me. Uh, It brought all the Italian accents. And, of course, this Lady Gaga, um, Jeremy Irons, Selma Hayek, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Jared Leto. We'll just play about a minute of this trailer. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. I've been the Gucci all my life. Your name is in the history books. Power. You are Gucci, you need to dress the part. It's chic. You picked the real firecracker. She's a handful. Bravo. Okay, okay. Okay, so um, I was not expecting the Italian accented English. No. At all. Do it for us. Okay, Gucci needs a new blood. It's the time to take the trash out. It made, she made me think of Maya Rudolph when she plays Donatella Versace. You're so right, Lori. And so people were like, um, they were, people were surprised. This sure. is not what we were expecting. I kind of liked it. I love they, it. I kind of think it's fun. I but But people were like, um, you know, people... The accents were all over the place. Sure. And um it's hard to stay in an accent for a while. Yeah, and 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 Lady Gaga looks absolutely fantastic. She as does. this Italian woman Patrizia Gucci um with the, you know, brunette hair and I mean it looks very lavish and I mean it t- the movie is was written by this guy Roberto Bentavegna and it's based on a novel called The House of Gucci a sensational story of murder. Madness, glamour, and greed. Right, and um, but I'm not sure why the thick accents were were coming up or whatever. But um, I mean, Jeremy Irons. I mean, he can play a sleazy guy in his oh, sleep. He looks sleazy to me. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Lady Gaga, if there's going to be a Gucci song, but I, you know, she is legitimately Italian. Of course so she is. I felt like her accent Stephanie was the G. best. Stephanie or whatever. But the other accents were kind of all over the place. And Adam Driver, you know, um, he's in two of Ridley Scott's big movies because he's in The Last Duel, which is a Ridley Scott movie. With Matt and, Damon and Ben Affleck. And then this, the House of Gucci. Yes, and, and Ridley Scott is 84 years old, you guys. I didn't realize he was that old. This movie, The House of Gucci, comes out November 24th. So yeah. it's a Thanksgiving one. So they expect, you know, it's going to be nominations and the trail- everything else. Right. And- the trailer's posted on the LoJ um, show page here at My Talk. But one of the things at the very end of the trailer, she says, I don't consider myself to be particularly an ethical person, but I am fair. I mean, she is the one who hires someone to assassinate her husband. Oh, yeah. So I think I think this is going to be so good. Yeah. I feel like there's so many good movies coming up. Yeah, and she's been 18 years in the pokey. And her nickname in... Patricio. Patricia Gucci. Gucci. And, okay. and her, 18 years. Her nickname... I love it how you call it the pokey, Lori. The pokey, yeah. I love how you do that. Was, you know, her just, nickname was... the pokey. Her nickname was Black Widow. Sorry, Scarlett Johansson. Really? Yeah, but whatever, however you say it in Italian. 
Apologies, I didn't, I didn't, I did not look that up. But I'm, I'm <laughs> apologies. Breath- I'm breathless to hear what the Gucci family <laughs> has to say about this because they were going ballistic when just the photos were showing up in the Daily Mail of Al Pacino play, playing one of the uncles or something, and he just didn't have style or flair or something. He was too fat and old to play the person. Remember, the, I think he's playing maybe Gucci O Gucci, the patriarch of the I family. Like Gucci O Gucci. <laughs> did you just make that up? No, that is. Is the, he really Gucci Gucci? Well, Gucci O Gucci. Gucci was the patriarch, <laughs> the guy who started Gucci. Lottie so Lottie. He, he might be gone. Right. He, that might be the son of Gucci. Okay. Gucci, Adam Driver's father. It just looks good. Uh, to me, it looks good, but other people are saying, oh, this is going to be a train wreck with all of these accents. But um, who cares? I, I thought it was a mood for sure scene. Um, Stephanie Germata, otherwise Thank known you. as Lady Gaga, uh-huh. shimming around to Heart of uh, Glass. That's a mood. Is there going to be a Gucci song? I don't know. I will watch this glorious mess for sure. Well, of course. Even if it's not. I mean, you know, but I will say this about Jared Leto, seeing him in the trailer. Why didn't they just hire Paul Giamatti? Mm -hmm. He would have had so much fun. Why do you hire a a thin, handsome guy and then put all this prosthetics and a fat suit on him, quote unquote, when you could have just got Paul Giamatti, who would have chewed up the scenery with maybe, this role. Maybe Paul wasn't traveling and he was shooting billions. Maybe well, there was a scheduling ten, issue. Ten hours of prosthetics and makeup. Every day? About that. Okay, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, oh just pay a, a, you know, a non-traditional. Just pay them. Just pay Just get them. somebody. Anyway, just so take a look at that. That's posted for you. And then the other... Uh, movie news that we're just going to get to right now. Uh, I read Chris Hewitt's review of Stillwater. He gave it three and a half stars. Right, which is very high for Chris. Yeah, Matt Damon stars in the movie. It's out today, and it also has Abigail Breslin and Corrine Cotine, who we know from Call My Agent. She's a French actress. Amazing. And and, um, so Stillwater is not the Amanda Knox story it is by writer director Tom McCarthy description every time every in you know everything he's talking about he says it's loosely based on Amanda Knox and she was the American student studying abroad in Italy who was accused of murdering her roommate Meredith Kircher and incarcerated she, she went on trial she was convicted then the conviction was overturned and Knox was acquitted and Rudy Guidi was convicted of murdering her. So the premise of Stillwater is similar. An American student is in European prison for a crime she didn't commit. Matt Damon plays the get her done dad, dad. who's going to yep. trying to bash his way into saving his daughter. And anyway, uh, Amanda Knox did a very lengthy Twitter thread about it, but basically starts out. Does my name belong to me? My face? What about my life? My story? Why does my name refer to events I had no hand in. And she says, um, as Vanity Fair put it, this is loosely based or directly inspired by the quote-unquote Amanda Knox saga, um, which is an article promoting a a for-profit film, which I am not affiliated with. And I want to pause right there on the Amanda Knox saga. What does that refer to? Does it refer to anything I did? No. She goes on and on. And she said, now, 15 years later... My name is associated with uh, Deadline referred to me as a convicted murderer while conveniently leaving out my acquittal. I asked him to correct it. No response. 
The New York Times, in a profile of Matt Damon, referred to it as the sordid Amanda Knox saga. She writes, sordid means morally vile, not a great adjective to have placed next to your name. And she is pissed. And people are, I was glad to see Chris Hewitt called, uh, reference Amanda Knox, but he said on exonerated exonerated because she was yeah and i thought he's tom mccarthy the director of stillwater who directed spotlight which was based on the boston globe's coverage of the catholic uh sexual abuse that went on in the in the the parishes for years covering it up in the boston area so the director has mentioned her name every single time he promotes the movie and she points out that at no point in this long Twitter thread, he did not contact her or talk to her. And he's, of course, protected. But when all the everybody in every review mentions Amanda Knox, she's a right to be pissed off and make the argument she's uh, making. And I don't understand why they didn't say we base this story on the injustice that Amanda Knox endured and what a what a family will do to get I mean, why didn't they do it like that i don't know Lori. it it was really really dumb on their part and i wonder if they're going to apologize because people are on amanda knox's side well 100 i mean she's not the victim like the girl who got murdered meredith kircher sure of course but, but she, she was, was a victim. wrongly convicted and in prison for four years that's right i mean wrong- and she could have gotten on a plane that day and left and could have gotten legal counsel and everything else. Why didn't she else. again? What happened? I she, can't Because she didn't do anything wrong. And right. she thought everything would be fine. Right. And the Italians would investigate it. And they would realize, you know, that she didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, God. And um, anyway, so I, I hope that they, I hope that the movie comes out and they say something or to say, yeah, and we mm-hmm. should have had the wording that we based this story on the injustice and what would happen. Right. When you're wrongfully imprisoned in, in another country, country. Yes. they could have done that yes. so easily. Oh, Lori. Why don't they? Why? why People, Lori Grant, Lori cannot understand why everyone isn't calling her. No, it isn't that. But I <laughs> call mean, my agent. Just, <laughs> just, it, it is was wrong. insensitive. I think it yeah. is insensitive. I think yes. you're right about that 100% because it was so wrong what happened to Amanda Knox. Yes, so and, horrific. and the New York Times, I like that. She, I mean, she called him out, and she's like, uh, uh, you know, New York, I'm I, the sordid Amanda Knox saga. Uh-huh. That's she was kind of lazy. convicted. Lazy. Exactly, so, yeah. So I read Chris Hewitt, and I was like, oh, he worded it right. Chris is great. He's going to be on our show next Tuesday, by the yeah, way. He is. All right, listen, when we come back... Um, Oh, we've got another thing that people are pretty, pretty oh, mad about. This one is juicy. This is a show called The Prince. And also, Dolly Parton came via Zoom to the Littlest Clubhouse in New York City. She was on Watch What Happens Live and just delightful. So we'll have those two things for you when we come back. Thank you, Grant. Okay, so this actually dropped on HBO Max yesterday, and we just didn't have time to get to it. And it is um, this show, this animated show called The Prince, created by Family Guy producer Gary Gennetti, who's married to Brad Goreski. Oh, that's who he is, Lord. Yes, and we... That's who he is, and we followed... At Craig's, he was with yes, Brad, Brad yes, Gresky yes, when yes, we came yes. to their table. But he has run a, he's done a 
parody account of basically Prince George for a number of years. And yes. when he got on Instagram. This, on Instagram and when he got and I think it was on Twitter. I'm Bradley Trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I don't know if it's on Twitter anymore, but um, he it really got a lot of buzz and all this kind of stuff. And about a year ago, he started cleaning up his Instagram stories about all these kind of, he kind of, you know, was, you think of the family guy very much over the top and all of that. He started cleaning up the Prince George Insta account, whatever that's called, of like some of the really mean things, some of the racist things, some of the really just over, um, just, just too tawdry because right. he got a deal with HBO and it was always the rumor was that he was going, this was going to be some kind of animated show. Right. Think the family guy, but at Buckingham palace and think instead of the family guy, it's Suey. it's Prince George, the eight year old. Right. And, and so we, we posted the trailer. Okay. And, and it would be, it, it looks like it would be hilarious if it wasn't an eight year old and it wasn't a real kid. Well, I mean, the trailer shows the queen shooting uh, a dead, a dead, a butler for startling her. Yes, asking you know when she could have sweet treat, you know, and so like the when you saw that Prince William being carried to the toilet because he had to poop, Prince Charles declaring, "It's my turn to be king," mm-hmm. and um, Prince Harry is seen commenting on the size of his apartment that he has with Meghan Markle, but the show also includes, and the big part of the show is. George and George is eight it's, and Charlotte and Louis Louis are also in it and they're five and three. Right. And people are going crazy, crazy that they because, you know, George, he's George, only, he appears to be a beautiful and sensitive kid. And satire satires about real life children is probably in bad taste. It's it is in bad it taste. It is in bad taste. It is probably. in bad taste. I guess the thing about this is I never watched The Family Guy cuz I'm not a cartoon thing, but I would love to watch this parody on the Royals, but not when the main characters are the kids. It feels wrong. It w- it's a funny trailer though, don't get me wrong. It looks like it could be so funny, but it is a real kid. Well, and imagine so- being an 8-year-old right. and grown adults are making money off of you by making cruel jokes about you for all your classmates to see cuz it, it also exactly. shows him being very lord of the manor totally and totally kids. And so here's who's in it. So Sophie Turner who plays, um, she plays um, Charlotte, his Princess sister. Charlotte. Yep. And she has come out and said, I want to keep, you know, why are you taking pictures of my kid? I want to keep my child away from the limelight. Yet oh, she's she, yeah. mocking. She came out very strong with yes, it. Yes, she did. When they had their baby, her, she and Joe Jonas last. Yes. Earlier in the spring, I think. So she's playing a baby, Charlotte, a six-year-old. Yeah. And then Orlando Bloom, who is kind of, was friends with Prince Harry. Yeah, they are they friends. Are friends. He's playing Royal George. No, I don't think, I think Orlando is, is he playing he, he's Prince, Prince Harry. Harry. He's, he's playing Prince, Prince Harry. Harry. 
And um, then, Gary Janetti, the yes. creator of this show, is doing Prince George. And Dan Stevens of the good old um, Downton Abbey, he is playing Prince Charles. Yeah. And so people are just like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong because the little kid is going to get bullied and people are going to see it. And it's, you know, the this is all based on the viral post of Janetti's Instagram page that parried um, Royal Prince Baby George mm-hmm. as a gay, snarky fashionista with plenty insulting one-liners directed at family members, partic- particularly his Aunt Meghan Markle. Yeah. It's in bad taste, Lori. Yeah. So, well, I guess we don't we won't don't have to watch it. It's on HBO Max. There's only six episodes, but um, Buckingham Palace hasn't said anything. No. Of course, Royal Rhoda opinion people have said things very appalled about this. Of course, they're trying to yell at Prince Harry as if he had anything to do with this. Right. Um, so anyway, but take a look at the trailer. I don't know what you guys think, but it does seem it looks, in bad taste to be yeah. with the kids or whatever. And unfortunately, look funny, though. All right, let's clean our palette with Dolly. All right, fine. Did you watch her last night I in did. the clubhouse? I did. You didn't? I did. Okay, delightful. She was the only guest promoting her perfume, mm-hmm. a scent from above. Which someone called into Donna and Steve and said it smelled like an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Andy was going on, on about it. When she listed the ingredients, it sounded like a lot, but she knew what she was talking yep. about. But we're going to talk about, let's play the one where she talks about her feet being small. If you have that. Yeah. She she had so many good things to say. Oh, she's She told Andy the name of her uh, song that will be released in 2045 because she knows she'll be gone by then. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're so going to listen. Playing, yeah. They were playing Plead the Fifth. Okay. Yeah, you got it? Nancy D. Cohn wants to know, Dolly, what exactly is your waist size? Well, that depends on what I've been eating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Around the holidays. Well, actually, uh, I think my waist looks small when my feet are small and my waist is small, as I've always said, because nothing grows in the shade. So, uh, <laughs> okay, that's so funny. My waist is, I don't know, it's, it's small. Yeah. I can, it depends on how tight I pull it. But uh-huh. I can pull it to 20 or 21 <gasps> if I really don't want to breathe that day. Wow. <laughs> she wears corsets. Oh. Under her oh, stuff. That you, yeah. Oh, wow. But that's... Nothing Tiny, grows, grows in the, in the shade, shade except for impatience. That is hysterical. It is. But uh, to, to, Lori, that is so small. Yeah, I know. I don't know if we have time for one more. Maybe the Miley? Because that's a short one. Someone asked about uh, her goddaughter. Okay. Never smoked a joint with your goddaughter, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> well, there's uh, no, I never have. But I've been around her when she smoked a joint. <laughs> And is and 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 what is and what is the how does the energy change when that happens? Oh, she, we just get funny. She, yeah. Uh, but I mean, she doesn't go around to smoke it. Yes. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've been around her when she's smoking. But I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's like that right. euphoric high you get. So yes. I just get in there with her, whatever. Whatever. Her Look favorite her. drink is a martini because you get an olive. But she's not a big drinker. But she likes that one because it hits you fast, and then you get the olive. This is the truth. That is <laughs> she the is truth. Just a darling, isn't she? She is darling. And she's not going to do a residency. She's been asked many times, but she doesn't want to work that hard. And her show is storytelling and just music. She's not about a lot of flat glit, glitter and flash except on hers. Exactly. She doesn't want to do that. And she said, I don't want to work that hard. And she's going to be in the finale of 
Grace and Frankie, and she's working on a couple of movies. And even though Rhinestone won 10 Razzies, she loves that movie. And, and she says it's cult favorite now. I love it. The one with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, wait, we'll be back.